0: Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and listen here, folks, we've made it. This is the final episode of my 2022-23 Pittsburgh Penguins player reviews. Finally! I won't have to worry. About doing any more player reviews. I don't dislike doing them, but by the time you get to the sixth or seventh episode, you just want to talk about something different and you want to change up the formula a little bit. So, this will be the last one. If you want to go back and listen to any of the previous ones, they're all on the feed at Inside the Penguins on YouTube or at Tip of the Iceberg, anywhere you get your podcasts from. As always, two players per episode. This episode, we will conclude the reviews with the goaltenders, Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. Let's start with Casey. Start with the backup before we get into Tristan Jari, because, listen, the Penguins have more questions this offseason in net than they did last offseason. And that's saying something. Because last offseason, of course, you had Tristan Jari, who played in the last game of the New York Rangers series, but really was still injured, probably would not have played to begin the following series, if they would have won that game, he was still injured. Casey DeSmith was out with a core muscle injury. Louis Domingue was in net for the majority of that series. So there were a lot of questions. Somehow there are more in 2023 than there were in 2022. Let's start with Casey DeSmith, like I said. Finished with a 15-16-4 and record during the regular season. 3.17 goals allowed average. A 9.05 save percentage and 0.37 goals saved above expected which is good for 44th in the National Hockey League. So he's a backup goaltender. That's exactly what that says. He is a backup goaltender and he held true to that form this season. I dubbed him coin flip Casey at one point this year because you never knew whether it was going to be good Casey to Smith or if it was going to be bad Casey to Smith and He really played on either side of that spectrum and nowhere in between 90% of the time. So coin flip Casey, I should have made the t-shirts. He was true to form this season. He played well mainly when he was in a backup role, right? When Tristan Jari was healthy, Casey DeSmith would come in, play a game here, play a game there, and normally he'd be pretty good. But then... When Tristan Jari goes down, when Tristan Jari doesn't play very many games in the back half of the season, Casey DeSmith showed that he can't really handle the load of being the number one goaltender for the NHL team. And I do think defense has a lot to do with it, and that's going to go for both DeSmith and for Jari. So when you're looking at these goaltenders and when you're looking at the season that they had, there's a lot of asterisks next to it because the defense was that much worse this year than they have been in years past. Whatever Ron Hextall and Brian Burke did to reinvent the defense last offseason, failed miserably. In 2021-22, the Penguins, as a team, allowed 2.33 expected goals against per 60 minutes, according to MoneyPuck.com. That was 6th in the NHL. And think about that stat, because it takes out goaltending performance. It really just encapsulates team defense. Per game, the expected goals allowed for the chances that they gave up was 2.33, which was 6th in the NHL last season. Cut to this past season, 2022-23. That number goes from 2.33 to 2.70. And you might say, well, Nick, that's not that much of a jump. It is when you consider that that dropped them to 21st in the NHL in 2022-23. So yes, Casey DeSmith, and as we'll get to Tristan Jari, did not have phenomenal seasons. Yes, they are to blame for the Penguins' lack of clinching a playoff spot this year. But it's not all on them. The defense in front of them was much worse. Not just a little bit worse. Not just, hey... Slight regression because they're older guys, so they regressed a little bit. No, they were markedly worse in front of the goaltenders defensively this year, were the Pittsburgh Penguins. But with one year left for Casey DeSmith, at $1.8 million, will new management decide that they want to keep him or do they want to shop him this summer? I think that depends on Tristan Jari. If Tristan Jari comes back to the Pittsburgh Penguins... And gets paid as if he is a no-doubt number one goaltender. Then I think you probably have to keep Casey to Smith. Because you need a backup in that instance. If Tristan Jari goes away, I think Casey Smith probably stays. It's weird. Because there's also the realm of possibility that when you look at this goaltending duo, you can't run it back with it. So whatever happens... If I'm the general manager, let's make this plain and simple. If I'm the general manager, I'm not running back Casey DeSmith, Tristan Jari as the duo for the fourth season in a row. It hasn't worked the first three seasons. What makes you think it'll work the fourth season? I don't trust it. So again, DeSmith has a year left, right? He's under contract at this point with $1.8 million. Do you move him? Do you buy out his contract? That remains to be seen. But if I'm the general manager and Tristan Jari is the route that I go to bring back as the starter or the 1A, as we'll get to, I would personally think Casey DeSmith has to be on his way out. I just don't trust this duo, specifically when we get to the playoffs, because DeSmith hasn't been able to be healthy in the postseason. And Tristan Jari hasn't been healthy, for one, and hasn't been good when he has been healthy in the playoffs. The goal is not to make the playoffs for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The goal is to go on a run for a Stanley Cup, and that tandem is not going to do it. So, coin flip Casey with one year left. Does he come back next year? I think a lot of that hinges upon whether or not Tristan Jari returns to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And if he does return to the Pittsburgh Penguins, Casey might be traded, He might be just simply put on waivers. He might be bought out. There's a lot of possibilities with Casey DeSmith, And I don't think it will be a slow off season for the Penguins in net. Let's talk about Tristan Jari because I struggle to assess his season in 2022-23. Let's look at the stats. 24, 13, and 7 with... A 2.90 goals against average, a 9.09 save percentage, and a 7.42 goal saved above expected. Now, listen, his goal save above expected is 16th in the NHL. Below what we all expected from him, but still not the worst that you could have imagined. Like, whenever I was doing the stats for this episode... I expected him to finish 24th, 25th in the NHL in goals saved above expected, but 16th is a pleasant surprise for me. Now, the other two statistics, goals against average, he finished 24th, that's about what I expected, and save percentage, he was tied for 18th, which is a little bit higher than I expected given just the eye test of watching his performance over the season. I will say, his save percentage was better than Marc-Andre Fleury. Just just a little nugget there. I don't know why I had to say it, but just had to throw that out there. But like I said, it's hard to assess his season in full due to the nature of his injury. Not just that he was injured for a large portion of the season, but the nature of his injury where even when he was playing, was he healthy? That was a question, and that's still a question to me. I can't parse out what games he was truly healthy in and what games he was playing through pain, playing through discomfort. Especially considering it's a hip injury for a goaltender. It isn't, you know, my elbow feels a little weird, can't really extend my blocker as much. It's a hip injury. That severely impacts the way you play the position if you're a netminder. And you could tell in certain games, he just couldn't get in and out of the butterfly. He couldn't get down into his his stance fast enough. He couldn't get up out of his stance fast enough. He couldn't get out to get the puck when he plays the the puck. It was a season in which you really never knew after the first 15 games you really never knew if Tristan Jari was actually healthy between the pipes. And that makes it hard to assess his performance. And the worst part about it is it was in a contract year so all you have to do is assess his performance. And all you have to go on is what you watched over the past season. Yes, you can go back into the past but are we really going to discuss terms of a contract extension based on what he did two years ago, yeah, it is a factor, but I would say that's probably 10-15% to of the decision making. A large majority of it is, what did you see recently, where is he at when it comes to whether or not he's a number one goaltender in this league. Chronic hip injury. What does that mean for his future? Like, is it over with? Is the off season enough to just completely heal? Or is that something that's going to bother him the rest of his career? I'll tell you right now, if it's something that's going to bother him the rest of his career, I'm personally not buying in. Even when healthy, he hasn't shown to be the number one Andre Vasilevsky, probably more apropos this postseason, Sergei Bobrovsky type goaltender. He's not that. Even when healthy. So what is he with a hip injury? He might learn to live with it, but at the same time, he certainly didn't this past season. It was a tale of two seasons for him. He got off to a red-hot start, which a lot of people are forgetting. Because he did look extremely good early in the season. 15-3-3 three three in his first 21 games played. 15-3-3. Three three. That's ridiculous. Nine twenty-two save percentage and a 2.62 goals against average. He was electrifying for the better part of the first two months, three months of the 2022-23 season. And then, Christmas break. The first game before Christmas break was the 22nd game of his season. And then from then on, he went 9, 10, and 4 in 26 games. 897 save percentage. Listen, the Mendoza line for save percentage in the NHL used to be 900. It's probably at 905, closer to 908, 910 now because goaltenders have gotten that much better just in general. Like the floor has risen, even though the ceiling hasn't risen very much more than it used to be, but the floor has risen and 897 save percentage is low for a backup at this point. Not good enough. And a 2.81 goals against average, at least it wasn't at (laughs) 3. I'll say that. At least it wasn't at 3.0 because, listen, that's where Casey DeSmith was at, 3.17. Not a good look. And also, of that 26 games, the fourth game of which was the Winter Classic, where really the pin was pulled on the grenade that was Tristan Jari's season. That was really when physical issues, like we heard early in the season, physical issues, is something wrong with Tristan Jari? He's not 100%, but we don't know what's wrong. At the Winter Classic, it turned into, oh, he is definitely injured. Went on the IR, missed a long stretch of games, played two games, then missed another long stretch of games, came back, and what was it? Four weeks later, Mike Sullivan came out and said, yeah, we're still trying to get him up to speed. What? Yeah, this injury was an issue this season. The injury is certainly an issue when looking at his contract extension, and it's one of the many questions that remain about Tristan Jari when you go into this offseason. That's the main question, really. Will this hip issue continue to be a problem in the future? You have to answer that question. If the answer is, well, we're not sure, why are you investing the money or the time in Tristan Jari as your starting goaltender? Time is of the essence right now. If you're going to win another cup in the Crosby era, you need this offseason to figure out your goaltending situation. It cannot be touch and go. The other question is, can he perform when the lights are the brightest? In the playoffs, Tristan Jari is 3-7 with an 891 save percentage. Take away the absolutely boneheaded play he made against the New York Islanders in what was it, game six in double overtime to end the Penguin season? Take that away, because that's a momentary lapse in judgment. We cannot be judged by our worst moment. Ten-game sample size, 891 save percentage. Can he perform in the playoffs? The answer as of right now is no. But I will also give him the fact that he's really only played one series. The Islanders series was really the only chance he got. He played one game against the Rangers. Right? He played one game against the Canadiens. Right? It's interesting. Interesting. The last question is, does he need a 1B and not a traditional backup? I think the answer to that is yes. We've seen, I mean, even without the injury, we've seen that Tristan Jari... And most goaltenders in this league can't do the Martin Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, Jake Ottinger of this year. You can't play 60-plus games and expect them to be able to be healthy enough to go through a playoff run. You saw it firsthand with Dallas this year. Jake Ottinger, by the end of the series against Vegas, was just exhausted. He was their rock throughout the season, but you—it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And more often than not, goaltenders and goaltending situations are needing to be a 1A, 1B going forward. I mean, look at Vegas. They have five goaltenders on the roster. Now, I get it Robin Leonard hasn't played at all this season, but Logan Thompson's there. Aiden Hill is there. Laurent Brossoit is there. And Jonathan Quick is there. They literally picked up a goaltender at the trade deadline. They had three. Dealing with injuries here, dealing with injuries there. But they have four goaltenders right now. They're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Carolina Hurricanes, Ronta, Anderson, Kochetkov. three goaltenders. Not even enough to have two sometimes. You need three. There's really only a handful of goaltenders that can be the starter and call it a day. Tristan Jari, I don't think is one of them. So does he need a 1B? Yeah, I think it is. If that answer is yes, then it's who? Who can you afford to bring in? Jari's going to have to take below the $6 million AAV that was floated out there earlier in the season. We don't even know if that's truly the answer. That's just a number that has been thrown out there into the oblivion a couple different times saying that's what he's looking for. If that's truly it, which again, I'm not saying that that is, but if that is truly it, he's not going to get that. There's no way you can afford to pay him that. Unless you're paying him that for one year, two years, but do you really want to go touch and go season by season with your goaltending situation? I don't know. I wouldn't do it, but who knows? Daily faceoff has not projected at four years, 4.8 million. That's a little bit more palatable. I think it, it might be what you have to pay, but again, you do that, find a way out from under Casey to Smith, and you're really going to have to invest... Another two and a half million dollars on a one B goaltender—it's a lot of money, especially whenever the Penguins need to figure out their forward situation. They need to—they need to fix the defense because going from six to twenty-first is is a horrible drop. And then you still have some questions that need answered this off season. I don't envy whoever takes the job to be Penguins general manager. I'm sure the pay will be nice, but the headache will also be there as well. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Uh, You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. That also concludes our 2022-23 player reviews. Make sure you check out all the previous ones on Inside the Penguins on YouTube or, like I said, anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Tip of the Iceberg and we'll be there down in that feed. Just look for Penguins to Go, the logo on the left side, and you'll be good to go. But that's it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.